All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird and Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. Time to talk about investing wisely with Walt Secura, the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron in the Waterford Building there in Fairlawn. You want to call us and ask questions about investing in direct stocks in the stock market, call us anytime this half hour, 330-673-1234. We'll talk about stocks and stock market and how his company invests their clients' money in individually owned stocks and custom-made portfolios designed just for them. Well, Walt, I'll tell you, everybody seems to be uh, kind of pleased, especially as they're reading their November statements and looking at the, the very positive so far December gifts that the market's been giving us. Absolutely, Bob. Yeah, it's been a strong, uh, you know, last month or two here for the market as we're heading into December. Um, you know, a lot of good things happened this year. Uh, a lot of surprises, um, which again, you know, when you get surprises, the market can sometimes go the opposite direction. And again, we, we kind of went into this year, everybody re- expecting a recession and a slowdown, but um, you know, the, the economy's held up, the consumer's held up, and, and the markets continue to push forward. Um, last week, you know, there was just a lot of mixed data again that I think it's hard to get a read on exactly where things are headed, but, uh, you know, enough data out there to stay strength. And, um, you know, we continue to kind of look forward and, and feel good about as we head into 2024. Uh, for the week, you know, we saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average. Uh, it was flat for the week, so, uh, but again, we're up 9.4% year to date. Uh, the S&P 500 uh, managed to gain, going up 0.2%. A year-to-date, we're up 19.9% on the S&P 500 index. Uh, the NASDAQ continues its strength this year. It's kind of where a lot of the big performances come from, a 0.7% gain for the week. And year-to-date, we're at 37.6% on that NASDAQ composite. And then the small mid-cap stocks have uh, you know, started to come back and started to rally a little bit. We've seen a 1% gain last week. And now that Russell 2000 sits at 6.8%. Uh, so, Bob, you know, we're, we're feeling pretty good. Um, again, a lot of work to be done and, you know, make sure everybody's in the right position and we, as we head into 2024. But overall, there's nothing really to complain about as we sit here in December. And, of course, that is the December gift that often the stock market gives to us, which uh, all of us out there kind of like the stock market Santa. Now, again, you talked about the economic data that continues to support the uh, economy that is, uh, as they say, uh, not too hot, not too cold. Uh, and that, again, is one of the reasons why the market's been doing so well the last, uh, last couple of weeks. Uh, do, you, do you agree with that? Is the economy just right now? I think, I think it is, Bob. I mean, again, you know, we're it's, it's kind of lulled. You know, some people to sleep. I think the Fed has done its job, you know, pushed rates higher. A lot of people, you know, felt we'd, we'd see 
um, you know, a slowdown across the entire economy. I think we've seen slowdowns in different areas. It's kind of rolled through different sectors of the economy. Uh, the latest being the housing sector. You know, we definitely see housing slowed down quite a bit with the higher rates, which makes sense. I mean, when you have higher mortgages, of course, you know, that's going to slow people's, uh, uh, you know, decisions to pod, to buy as they're looking at the payments that they can afford and so forth. Uh, you know, we did see some slowdowns in the goods part of the economy. A lot of uh, manufacturers, uh, you know, selling goods out there, it impacted retailers. We, we still saw a lot of strength in services. Uh, but again, this has been a job about the consumer. You know, employment has held up. Uh, there's still a lot of need for workers out there. Um, you know, the employment rate uh, remains relatively low at 3.7%. Uh, but there's jobs for people that want them. And as long as we can find jobs, Bob, and, you know, as we continue to say on the show over and over, 70% of our economy is what you, myself, the, the listeners do with our money. If we have work, if we have income coming in, if we continue to spend, uh, that's going to push the economy forward. And that's just definitely what we see. Uh, we've seen, you know, mixed data come in in other ways through the economy, like we said, in different sectors and industries uh, that have shown some weakness, which, again, has you know, kept the Fed happy, you know, feeling that they've slowed the economy down a little bit and inflation has definitely come down quite a bit. So we sit in a good position, uh, not too not too hot, not too cold. It's that Goldilocks situation, uh, maybe just right as we head into 2024. Now, again, uh, there's always somebody out there that's going to say, oh, well, now the market's done so well this year, it's bound to turn down in 2024. Uh, you don't seem to be very uh, agreeable to that particular pessimistic outlook. I don't, Bob. You know, again, you got to keep your eye on the long term and in investing uh, just because we had a big year. And again, you know, the S&P sits up near 20%. That's a big return. And, and I get the sentiment, you know, hey, it can't go up forever. Um, you know, 2022 still sits in our mind, you know, the big downturn that we experienced. And, you know, a lot of investors sit here and say, well, you know, now that we're up 20, you know, the, the, you know, the market's probably going to turn down again. But when you look at the historical data, um, every time we've had a 20% year, uh, 65% of the time the next year, 22 out of 34 years, uh, we had a good year the following year. And, uh, you know, typically the, the average of that upturn was about 8.9%. So every year, you know, on average, if we get a 20% aside, we see a pretty good year. Now, there's no guarantees to that, but I think it's important to look at the data and really understand that it can happen. And, you know, you can follow up a, a good year, you know, with, a, with another good year. And I think that's kind of the setup as we head into 2024. Now, there's going to be challenges next year. We know that with an election year and, you know, unfortunately, our, our uh, uh, you know, the United States is probably going to be pretty divided in the politics. But you know, as far as the economy goes, I think there's still some good signs ahead. And, and again, corporate America continues to make the, the challenges, you know, step up to the challenges. And we see a lot of our companies, some of the greatest companies in the world that we follow, Bob, uh, making the changes they need to make, continue to drive those revenues and profits and continue to set up for it. You know, more stock increases as we go forward. So, uh, civil activity, knowing what you own, being confident, continue to be an investor. Those are what we're going to continue to preach.
Once again, we're talking to Walt Secura of the AKW Group in Akron, talking about investing in the stock market directly. You would give us a call with your questions and comments at 330-673-1234. Time for the Trends and Insights section of the show. Walt does a great deal of research every single week and comes up with a lot of interesting facts that uh, may or may not impact the market or what you're, looking, thinking, what you're thinking about investing in. For example, the U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserve holds about 350 million barrels of oil. Now, it sounds like a lot, but that's the lowest level since the 1980s. Efforts to refill the reserve have been slowed down by work underway at their underground facilities. Yeah, we, you know, this is something that the Biden administration decided uh, to, to utilize to stabilize oil prices this year. You know, and last year when the invasion of Ukraine uh, started, there was a lot of disruption. We saw oil prices pushing up higher. We had no idea what. Uh, you know, what's going to really happen there. So, you know, the Biden administration decided to, you know, start withdrawing from that strategic reserve and, and use it to help stabilize the prices. And uh, we're, we're at historic lows right now. Um, and, the, and those are, you know, that strategic reserve, um, it can hold up to 727 million barrels. Um, so, again, we're down near 350. Uh, with prices dropping, you hope that, uh, you know, we start to replenish that reserve uh, of course, that reserve is down in Texas and Louisiana. Um, it's to really help offset, you know, the, any disruptions or any, uh, you know, stop of imports that might go on. Um, you know, geopolitical turmoil might exist. So, again, it was used, but but again, you know, it's important to have that uh, in place, you know, as we continue to go forward. Now we're looking at the price of oil. To speak of oil, as of uh, December eighth, it was seventy-one dollars twenty-six cents per barrel. It was high as ninety-three dollars per barrel earlier this year. What's the long-term outlook for oil and gas prices? Well, I got to believe the long-term outlook is still higher. Um, you know, there's still a lot of slowdown in other parts of the world, and you know, as you continue to look forward, uh, you got to believe that uh, you know prices do trend higher. But this is an inflection point. Um, OPEC, as we said, you know, last week, I think we talked about this a little bit, has stepped up and, you know, will continue to, you know, create enough production to keep prices probably at these levels as we go through the first quarter of next year. Uh, but when you look at larger economies like China and India and you look at the growth of what those economies will do over the next five to seven years, you got to believe the consumption of fossil fuels will continue to go up. And, you know, we're still very dependent on fossil fuels. You know, we talk a lot about electric vehicles, but still 97% of the, the cars out there use gasoline. And, of course, that comes from oil. Uh, there's a lot of other products that come from oil, Bob. So oil is going to continue to be important, and we're just going to have to watch this trend. And also, when you look at the other trends out there, higher interest rates uh, may be here for yet a while, but uh, they keep saying they should go down next year if the inflation remains uh, around that 2% level. So what does that mean for the economy now and for investors? I think the Fed's gotten interest rates back up to the level that gives them some flexibility. And, you know, I think they're going to be in no hurry to push rates down. Um, you know, I think we're we're pricing in now maybe a made uh decrease in rates. I think people were talking about March, but I think, you know, they, they're starting to read the tea leaves and see that, you know, the Fed really doesn't have to uh, lower rates. Uh, they're going to be very data dependent. And as long as, as long as this economy still shows some strength, I, I imagine rates stay where they're at. So that helps investors, as we talked about, uh, those that need to keep money shorter term for, for needs. Uh, getting 4 or 5% on your money sure feels a lot better than the zero we got for a long time, Bob. And 
you know, it can be worked into portfolios in the right way. I think, uh, you know, allocations, that 60-40 portfolio probably still makes sense. The 60% in stocks, 40% in bonds for the people that are a little bit more conservative. So I, I think there's some positivity as we go forward with uh, with rates being a little bit higher and a lot of flexibility for the Fed on how they, you know, deal with different uh, issues they're going to deal with, uh, you know, in supporting the economy. Once again, we're talking to Walt Secura of the AKW Group here in Akron. Time to move over to Stock Talk. Your chance to call them up at 330-673-1234 and talk about specific stock issues that interest you. Uh, first off, Advanced Micro Devices is one of the companies you hold in your women's leadership portfolio. They launched an AI-focused chip to head-to-head challenge the dominance of NVIDIA in the red-hot AI market. Uh, so we hold that in your portfolio. Is that another reason you want to hold on to that and you think it's going to work out for them? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, AMD is, uh, you know, a great semiconductor maker. Um, they're in the right areas. Again, they make semiconductors for PC, gaming, consoles, data centers, uh, industrial automotive applications. And, uh, you know, again, the CEO here is Lisa Sue. Uh, she's one of uh, really not, there's not a lot of women CEOs out there, Bob. And I think we're at, uh, in the S&P 500, there's only about 41 uh, women CEOs. Lisa Sue leads AMD and she does a great job. And, uh, that's one of the reasons the stock made it into our women's leadership portfolio. But again, the technology is top notch. I think that, uh, yeah, they're getting a lot of support, uh, from companies like Microsoft, Oracle, Meta. Um, all said that they will support the new chip. Uh, seems to have a, a little bit efficiency gains over the NVIDIA chip. Now, NVIDIA will battle back and obviously redesign their chip. But, you know, we like AMD. I think it's a good competitor. Uh, you know, companies can't rely on just one, um, you know, manufacturer of, of, of microprocessors out there. So there's a lot of room for AMD uh, to continue to have success as we look out over the next three to five years. Let's take some calls now for Walt Secure at 330-673-1234. Good morning. You're on WNIR. Konnichiwa. Hi, Gazaimas. Happy holidays. Hey, Ken. How are you today? Good, good. Hey, uh, uh, Smuckers is going to, there's talk Smuckers is going to put peanut butter and jelly inside the uh, Twinkies. They, they, they bought Hostess brands and stock went up seven yesterday. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> Trying not to eat as many sweets these days, Ken, but I mean that one. That one definitely makes me. Uh, you know, sounds sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, my stock. I have uh, had a lot of uh, friends and relatives getting uh, radiology uh, treatments uh, services, and there's a stock RadNet uh, symbol, R D N T. RadNet largest operator of outpatient diagnostics imaging centers and uh, GE makes GE medical makes the equipment that's one I'm watching GE medical but the uh, red net uh, what do you think uh, have you ever seen that one go across the screen uh, uh, yeah that, we've, we've, we've taken a look at this but I agree with you we are uh, we actually own uh, the general electric medical uh, GE medical uh, that was kind of our our way of moving forward in this market. It's in our small mid cap portfolio. Um, so again, yeah, RadNet is a you know strong company, and uh, of course, uh, you know we we kind of like the provider of the machines and the servicer of the machines better though. So we we go with the G Medical. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, that's. Uh, I've been just getting into this and watching uh, watching these since I had 
my wife got some bone scans and different uh, services, and I started thinking about this. So anyway, I'm always out there thinking. Walt, so <laughs> you you are Ken. You've been a thinker all year for us, and we appreciate <laughs> your contributions every week. We really appreciate you calling in, and uh, you you add a lot to the show. I have a lot of other listeners that often comment on Ken, and uh, we just want to let, let you know you're really appreciated for for the calls that you make. Well, good, thank you. You guys have a good week. I enjoy the show. Bye bye. Thank you. You too. Three three zero six seven three one two three four. You on WNIR? Go ahead. Yes, uh, Walt Jerry. Jerry, Jerry here giving you a call. Anyways, I'd like to know about this uh, gene therapy where they changed for uh, they changed, you know, your your uh, genes in your body. Is there any stock out there that's? Uh, yeah, Jerry, that's a, that's obviously the FDA approved this this last week the first ever gene editing treatment. I think it was for sickle cell anemia, uh, which affects over a hundred thousand Americans and. CRISPR Therapeutics, uh, symbol CRSP, is obviously a leader there. And, and one we really like is Vertex Pharmaceuticals, VRTX. Uh, they they co-developed co this treatment, and uh, the, the cost is high. I think it's $2 million per patient. So, I mean, I, you know, as far as coverage goes, it, you know, it's something that uh, very few people probably can afford right now. But this is a technology that's going to continue to, uh, you know, uh, a medical, you know, breakthrough that's going to continue to change a lot of medicine. And, you know, CRISPR is one that I would definitely take a look at, and also Veritex Pharmaceutical. I'd take a look at both of those. All right. Thank you. Have a nice day. Sure. Bye now. Thanks, Jerry. Thank you for calling. Once again, we're talking to Walt Sakara of the AKW Group here in Akron, talking about stocks and stock ownership. Now, another stock in your women's leadership portfolio, Lululemon, beat their quarter three uh, estimates with a 26.5% EPS gain, revenue rising to $2.2 billion, edging past the forecasts. But right now, the yoga apparel retailer says their holiday quarter revenue will uh, be slightly below what uh, they had been before. Lululemon's been just a super powerful stock, Bob, and, you know, I came into knowledge of this one years ago. Um, their yoga pants are, are the hottest things out there as far as yoga wearers, but they, they've kind of developed their offering past the yoga pants. They have shorts and tops and jackets, and they, they make uh, uh, athletic apparel both for, for women and men now. Uh, 670 company-owned stores. They're across 19 countries. Uh, they have a really strong e-commerce site, and and their growth internationally has really been the story here. Um, you know, but again, you look at the stock; it's just it's just been a really great performer, and uh, we've we've owned it in our you know women's uh, leadership portfolio for a lot of reasons. They they have a lot of initiatives that empower women and. You know, we'll continue to be a holder of Lululemon as we look forward. They, they, you know, definitely a strong growth story. And uh, where other athletic apparel uh, companies like Nike and Under Armour have, uh, you know, stumbled a little bit, Lululemon continues to uh, strive forward with with a lot of great results. So LULU is the symbol, Lululemon. Uh, we continue to own it. We continue to like it. Let's get back to the phone calls on WNIR. You're on the air. Go ahead. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. This is the first time I've ever called the show. Well, thanks for calling. What's your name? So my name is Sue. Well, thanks for calling. Okay, so my grandson is 15 years old this year, and I'm looking for a holiday gift for him. And I had thought maybe about buying him um, or getting him invested in some things where he could personally 
watch it and get involved in it. And um, so I was wondering if you had any kind of suggestions for me as to what to purchase, where to go. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a great idea. We have a lot of our clients that do this for, for kids and grandkids. Um, we, we just had a client set up uh, six accounts for grandkids and you know, put some money in. Of course, you can give up, gift up to $17,000 a year under the gift, the gift laws, and it's a great way to put some money away. Um, you can do less than that, obviously, but I mean, up to $17,000 with, without earning any the, uh, you know, gift tax uh, returns that you have to file. And, and then what's really nice about that is you can really kind of play to the interests of, of the individual. You know, um, some kids uh, are really into technology. Uh, we, we have one client set up an account where uh, she, she owns a farm and her uh, son helps come, you know, run the farm and she bought him deer stock and, you know, so some other things around the agricultural uh, type of industry. So I think when you get kids interested and, and you let them really, you know, start to understand, uh, you know, what they own and, and, and investments become a whole different, uh, a whole different thing. I think as you grow older, you know, the interest and the excitement. Um, you, you hear callers like Ken and Jerry who, you know, they have huge passions for this. Uh, and, and again, the, the more passion you have for investing, the more you want to put money in the market, the more you follow it, the better uh, that leads to lifetime results. So there's there's a lot of uh, ideas out there. And, again, we, we'd be happy to talk to you if you want to call us uh, anytime at the office. We, we could share, you know, some ideas further. But uh, you got a great idea there. Yeah, you had said something about some, is it a M D or A N D? A M D. A M D. Yeah. It's a, a technology stock, a semiconductor stock. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And, and there's a lot a lot of technology stocks today if you look over the next, you know, three to five years. I mean, a lot of excitement around artificial intelligence and other technologies that it's gonna be, you know, top of the news. And again, when you're invested in things that you can follow, it sure makes it a lot more exciting. Perfect. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for calling. Thank you for calling. You're on WNIR with Walt Sakawa. Go ahead, please. Hi. Good morning. Um, good morning. I've been following the market for a bunch of years, and back in the day, it seemed like when, a, when the stock price of a company reached a certain level, the stock price would, would split, two for one, three for one, whatever, mm-hmm. with the theory that it would be easier for an investor to buy in uh, an even lot of shares, therefore, uh, thereby avoiding the higher commissions on the, on the odd lots. But uh, I don't see that happening much anymore. Do you have any uh, opinions on why companies aren't um, splitting their stocks more often after reaching a certain level? Yeah, I sure do. Who, who am I speaking to? Who is this? John. Hey, John. Yeah, well, I think the biggest reason is probably the institutional investor. You know, there's so many more, um, you know, professional investors and institutional investors. And I think, uh, you know, don't worry as much about share price. So we see, you know, companies let these share prices get larger and larger. Also, the amount of people, you know, money that people have to invest because, you know, as people get more money, uh, we see larger balances in, in portfolios with investment firms. Uh, you know, I think it's easier to buy, you know, 50 shares, 100 shares. But you're right. In, in the older days, you know, when stocks got near $100 a share, um, you know, and again, I go back 36 years. So, you know, as they got near 100 bucks a share, a lot of times you see companies split, you know, two for one, three for one, four for one. And it created a lot of excitement for investors, uh, 
it didn't really change anything. I mean, as far as the valuation of the company or I think it was more cosmetic, but it, it definitely got people excited. You know, if you had a hundred shares and all of a sudden you had 200 shares, it was kind of an exciting thing to happen. And a lot of times stocks moved up a little bit off of those splits, but, uh, yeah, I think I think the world has just changed. You know, people don't mind uh, the higher stock prices, and we see companies let them kind of run a little bit longer now. Yeah, all right. Well, it certainly left me in the dust. Uh, I was listening to this show, I don't know, a year or two years ago, and you mentioned a stop called Teradyne, the Cleveland company in the aircraft mm-hmm. business. And I looked at it, and it was like $460 a share or something. I said, ah, that's too rich for me. Boy, was I, I wrong. Yeah, we're at 983 today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was a good pick, but uh, I didn't pick up on that. But anyway, always enjoy your show. So thank you for the info. Well, appreciate the call. Thank you. Thank you for okay, calling. Bye. 330-673-1234. Stock Talk with Walt Secura of the AKW Group. Well, one other stock that you have in your Corkity portfolio is Alphabet, Google, the parent of Google. Now, they are going head-to-head with OpenAI, announcing their artificial intelligence model called Gemini in uh, both Ultra, Pro, and Nano versions. Uh, they expect to have these on the market as early as uh, it's like uh, now, <laughs> like this week. So I guess, uh, once again, what you're saying about the AI industry, this is probably a good thing for, for Google and Alphabet. Oh, absolutely. And they, they have the money, Bob. I mean, you know, these big tech companies uh, generate a lot of free cash flow, and they can make huge investments as far as pushing this AI forward. And, you know, of course, Google's going to be a leader there and, uh, you know, had a nice week last week. We we like all these big tech stocks. I mean, there's uh, a lot of power ahead of these, and you got you got financial power, and you got some excitement ahead. So we'll continue to be owners. Uh, like you say, Google's in that core equity portfolio, and and we'll continue to hold it over the next few years. But of course, that doesn't mean that all uh, tech stocks are going to be profitable. Uh, MongoDB. And a database software stock, uh, they sold off last week despite their EPS being up 317%, way past the expectations, and the revenue grew to $433 million, beating the analysts' predictions. But the stock sold off because the analysts say there were highly elevated expectations for further action from MongoDB. Hey, you got to watch valuations. Um, you know, as you said, uh, just because you have success doesn't mean the stocks are going to go higher and higher. We always say there's a difference between a great, you know, company and a great stock. You can have great companies that aren't good stocks because uh, when companies get ahead of themselves a little bit on valuation, then you know you can see something like this happen. You know, great results, but the stock fell. Um, and I think a lot of the you know expectations are priced in. These companies become their own worst enemies, Bobby. You know, as you do better and better, the expectations go higher and higher, and you, you got to continue to you know produce at very high levels. So. Uh, MongoDB, great company, but right now not a stock we'd want to own. Now, in transportation, Alaska Air is going to buy Hawaiian Airlines for $18 a share of cash. That is a 270% premium to their close on December 1st. Because of that, of course, Hawaiian Airlines uh, stock skyrocketed. Uh, Alaska Air stock fell. And they also said they're going to exit the S&P 500 index. So what does that mean for the transportation sector? Well, again, consolidation. Um, we're going to continue to see mergers and acquisitions be a part of, I think, where we head in the future, Bob. And uh, this is an acquisition for Alaskan Air that made sense. And, uh, you know, I think uh, Hawaiian Airlines, uh, two smaller carriers that uh, combine up and become a little bigger, bigger player. So, uh, you know, probably probably good for both sides. So the stock price on Alaska Air went down. Does it make it a good buy now? 
Um, I, you know, not not one that we would buy. Again, we look at other airlines, and, and like the last caller said, we look more at like companies like Transdime, you know, out of Cleveland, TG, TDG. Um, you know, we we aren't. You know, we we see the, the strength in airlines, but the carriers are always tough to make money in, Bob. So we we look other directions. Uh, Boeing, uh, Transdime, you know, other areas to make money in, in the airline industry. And again, if anybody listening would like to talk to you like this directly during the week, they can give your office a call and talk to you or the members of the uh, team there. Absolutely. We're a friendly group. you got Kevin, Allison, myself, Abby. Uh, we love what we do. We have a great passion for it. And uh, we're happy to talk to anybody that gives us a call. Uh, we'll, we'll help in any way we can. Again, you call them here in Akron at 234-466-7476, the number for the AKW Group, Walt Secure and his team, 234-466-7476. So once again, a reminder, too, that if you ever miss an episode of Invest Wisely, you can check out the AKW's website, go to the Hear the Difference section, and go to the Spotify and Apple iTunes links that allow you to listen to this week's and previous week's broadcasts of the show here. So you can do that online anytime that you like. The website, akwgroup.bairdwealth.com. So, Walt, coming up, uh, so far we're looking good in December. Do you think the same will continue in the coming week? Uh, we, we hope. Uh, we hope this market holds up as we end at the end of the year. It's been a heck of a year. And, uh, you know, we're just working hard to be positioned right as we head in 2024. And, uh, we appreciate everything you do, Bob, and we appreciate the show. We'll continue to work hard, and we'll be with you next week. Once again, you can call the AKW Group and talk about investing in the market and other great financial aids, too, that they can offer to you. All types of financial services, including financial planning, estate and trust and retirement planning, investment banking, and more. 234-466-7476. Tell me we heard him on WNIR, Kent Akron. Walt, again, have a great week. We'll talk to you next Sunday. Thanks, Bob. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Alaskan Air Group, Inc., symbol ALK. Advanced Micro Devices, Inc., symbol AMD. The Boeing Company, symbol BA. CRISPR Therapeutics, symbol CRSP. Deere & Company, symbol DE. GE Healthcare Technologies, Inc., symbol GEHC. Alphabet, Inc., symbol GOOGL. Hawaiian Holdings, Inc., symbol HA. Lululemon Athletica, symbol L-U-L-U. Meta Platforms, Inc., symbol M-E-T-A. Microsoft Corp., symbol M-S-F-T. MongoDB, Inc., symbol N-D-B. Nike, Inc., symbol N-K-E. NVIDIA Corporation, symbol N-V-D-A. Oracle Corporation, symbol O-R-C-L. Radnet, Inc., symbol R-D-N-T. Smuckers, symbol S-J-M. Transdime Group Incorporated, symbol TDG, Under Armour Inc., symbol UAA, and Vertex Pharmaceutical, symbol VRTX. Please note that Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated makes a market in the securities of all the companies discussed during today's broadcast.